as some kind of guidance you would give to users on why they should choose to use a paid service um, versus a free service when it comes to church presentation? Yeah, so um, there are alternatives out there. Um, probably the most common presentation software used in churches is PowerPoint. That's mm -hmm. because everyone has it, everyone has used it, etc. Maybe Google Slides and Keynote are up there as well. But I've used PowerPoint. A few years ago, there was a, a local company that does like uh, technology for farming and all, and they had a big symposium. They literally, every single breakout classroom would have uh, three to four people and a bunch of hardware to do what ProPresenter could easily do. Hey friends, welcome back to the BoxCast podcast. I'm Gary, your host here with the community manager of BoxCast. You know, I it's been a really crazy year. We have had so many really great guests and we've interviewed a lot of people across the entire spectrum for church production, and church aspects of things that you would need to do to better your live streaming and your website and, and SEO and all the marketing and graphics and all that jazz, right? And even church leadership and how to get your worship team on board with each other and get them to sound more tight and, and working together. But today I've got an even more largely special treat for you. I'm so excited to have Paul Allen Clifford with us, who is like the unofficial, official, official, unofficial person for ProPresenter. And he he has taken things to the absolute max with teaching you in the church community how to use ProPresenter and do church display and presentation. So without further ado, let's bring Paul right into this. Paul, welcome to the BoxCast podcast, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing fantastic. And I cannot say how incredibly honored I am to have you on the BoxCast podcast. I have followed a lot of your content for quite a while now. Not only that, but uh, I recently, I would say within the last two years, I joined the Facebook group, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Joined the Facebook group, which has exploded with people. I think it's like pushing, what, 56 56,000, 54,000 members inside of it. So we're going to get to that. But wow, man, just the entirety of what you're doing, especially with Church Tech U, how you're helping people learn how to do church presentation better. So thank you so much for joining me, man. I really am excited to be able to discuss a lot of this with you today. Um, today, we're going to pick your brain, not only on ProPresenter, but on some of the other little things that I know that you're an expert in too. Is that okay? Yeah, sounds great. Fantastic. So Paul, Give us just like, give me the elevator pitch here of how you got started being the, like the unofficial official aficionado guru of ProPresenter and church displaying. Yeah. So I probably need to take you back a little bit in time to when I was a kid in youth group, right? And we go to summer camp and I just had this sense that God wanted something from me. He, he had a plan for my life. And so I said, okay, yes to that plan, but he wasn't at all clear on what the plan was. So for a while I pursued being a Christian rock star. That's a little <laughs> bit of why I had the long hair. Um, but I was missing one minor, you know, insignificant, not even worth mentioning thing that I noticed uh, other musicians had. Um, talent so uh that that was a bit of an issue um and, and so i was like well i surely 
God doesn't want me to be a pastor. I'm not really like I love people, love them, but that really isn't my thing. So um, I still followed the path that seemed right to me. I went, uh, I graduated from college, went to seminary, and it was at seminary that uh, I took a class called, um, it was uh, technology and ministry. And mm. uh, as part of that class, every time that we had homework, I would dash back to my dorm and start working on that homework as soon as possible. In stark contrast to one of my other classes, uh, New Testament history and criticism, which I like history. I like the textual criticism, but I literally, and you know, I'm meaning this in the, the original dictionary definition of it. I literally had a paper that was an entire semester late. Like it was due at the end of one semester, the class ended, I got an incomplete, I turned it in at the end of the <laughs> next semester, literally an entire semester late. Wow. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe that means something. So I just started doing uh, video. I, uh, As part of this class, I heard that the video student worker was leaving to go to a class which, or a church which back then was unusual in that it had a lot of technology that they used. So I went and I begged for the job before they could find anyone qualified. They let me do it. And that got me started as a um, videographer in the church. Mm. That a few years of doing secular work, worked in local television, worked um, in tech support for a whole house AV company. And uh, when they decided that they were going to save money by moving from Lexington, Kentucky to California, still haven't <laughs> figured that out, um, they gave me a nice severance package and I felt like, hey, this is it. And so mm. I started putting up church tech tutorials on YouTube and kind of on a lark, I uh, put up a ProPresenter 3 tutorial to help the... Uh, recovery ministry at my church because the people that were speaking, they weren't our normal pastoral staff. Well, one of them was, but in general, it was like uh, a couple of lawyers, a woman that worked in drug court, a guy that worked for a company that uh, sold toys, like just random lay people is what we would call them in the church, just volunteers really. And they would give me their message notes in a variety of formats. The lawyers, mm. it looked like a legal document. Um, <laughs> the woman that worked in the drug court, she was a little more techie, so she always gave me a PowerPoint, but we didn't even have PowerPoint on that machine that we presented mm. from. And so I just went through and I'm like, okay, here's a way that's simpler for you and simpler for me. And I just did this basic, here's how to do it. And I got like, five times the views now back wow. then, five times the views was 20. Yeah. But well, of course I decided to go with the 80, 20 rule. And I'm like, well, if I'm getting 20 views on this one and four on the other stuff, maybe I should do more of the, of the stuff that right. had uh, 20. Right. And so that right. got me going, doing pro presenter tutorials. And eventually I started that group on Facebook and like, 
as part of starting it, I'm like, hey, this is way too late. I'm sure I'm not going to get very many members, et cetera. So I'm just typing that away. And I was wrong. Uh, so like you said, we've got 54,000 <laughs> members. When we got to around 10,000 Renewed Vision who wrote uh, ProPresenter and continues to spit out updates for it and everything, um, they're like, you know, we have two choices. We could either make our own group, or if you were okay with it, we could help you with yours. Help me with mine. That's what you're going to do. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. So right. Uh, they started sharing it at, to their email list, and we got more and more members. So yeah, well, I mean, it's all from them but it's it's a nice yeah well i mean started with you i mean it's incredible it's an incredible feat because what you started just a little bit ago has really ballooned into something awesome i mean and and even that much they took the facebook group and put the word official on it so like that's the thing like that is the facebook group for pro presenter and for its users Uh, you go in there at any given time i mean there are thousands of posts in a day, which is an incredible thing to see. And, but I mean, 54,000 people plus, you know, I, I can see that happening, but the amount of content and the amount of information and the amount of ideas that get processed in that group is really what that community is about. I've seen questions that fill the gambit about using the macro systems and how to actually push the macros over to light key, like how to actually set up a MIDI control to how do I get lower thirds, you know, to, to pop in on, on the bottom of things. But that's where you come into play, right? That's where I want to focus a little bit of our time today is you, you decided to take that ball and run with it. And you've gone into creating your own, like, I don't want to say brand, but it's really a tutorial system. It's a course system that you offer that's Church Tech U. So give me, mm-hmm. give me an idea. Like you've birthed that into that, but what kind of content do you help users with when it comes to say, not just ProPresenter, but in the, in the whole respects of the church presentation and software that's required on that? Yeah. So, um, I have released an order of magnitude more ProPresenter 7 tutorials than anyone else. I mm-hmm. haven't done the math, but maybe still more than everyone else combined. So I release one a week. Um, I've got 100, as we're recording this, 189 have been released. But by the time this uh, goes live, it'll be in the low 190s and early next year in 2024. So if you're watching this early 2024, it'll be 200 easily. Yeah. So, um, and I just release one every week. And I know that my style is different from the official ones. Uh, Brad, who does those, he's very polished um, and he covers a lot of information in less time. I'm, to my detriment, I haven't figured out how to solve this, but I'm a slow talker. So <laughs> you may have noticed that. And so uh, for some people, they actually prefer that style. So that's something that I do. So I've got all these tutorials. Some are out of date. Uh, a total of over a thousand videos on YouTube, but of the ProPresenter 7 specific tutorials, getting close to 200, 200 really soon. And uh, that's an insurmountable amount of information. And then when you throw in everyone else's information, someone could be for years looking for the answer to their one question. So Mm -hmm. uh, I have courses that 
kind of organize things a little bit better. I've just released a guidebook for my ProPresenter 7 operators course, which is kind of the more basic of the courses um, so that people that read can do that. I've uh, printed out a copy. I'm trying to keep it updated uh, as I release new stuff. So that's not going to be showing up in Amazon because I want people to be, I want you to print it out, put it in a binder, and then when there's a new version of a chapter, you take out the old version, throw it away, put in the new version. Stuff like that is what I'm doing. Also, gotcha. uh, I've got live weekly training that I do for my members. Yes. So yep. there's hundreds of people in Church Tech U that, uh, you can bounce ideas off of and then uh, sometimes get answers before I even get to them. So it's really kind of <laughs> exciting. Well, that's kind of what you want in a group in a community is you want the community to help sustain itself at that point. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, that's why it's called a community, but yeah, right. absolutely. And we, and, and we, of course we'll put a link in our description here. I'll do church tech you and, and that way people can go and actually see it. And we'll reference that here in a little bit, but like I've seen some of your content on your YouTube channel and you're very, I mean, yeah, you're still talking, but that's not, I don't, that, that's not a big deal for me. What the cool thing is, is that you cover a gambit, uh, I mean, a gambit of different topics when it comes to just ProPresenter 7, um, because that tool in itself from ProPresenter 6 was a complete game changer in the respects of what ProPresenter 6 brought versus 5 and 3, you know, 4 mm -hmm. and 3. And I came in at ProPresenter 3, so I definitely know, you know, the where it was and where it's at now. But on ProPresenter 7, that monster of a program is just so heavy with features and the ability to do so many things. The, the thing that I love most about your video content and the way that you're helping users get to know and be familiar with it is the simple fact that you cover a gambit of these things. You cover a, a multitude of how to do specific things. Like most people don't go into the respects of like learning customizations of, of using the actual stage screen display or going into, you know, the pro content that actually ProPresenter releases and allows you to, to download the free content or the paid subscription content, you know, that those kind of things like, how to boost performance with your with ProPresenter 7. Most people are just talking about a feature, but you're going the gambit, you know? So tell me what 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 gives you like the, I don't wanna say the freedom, but what gives you the inspiration to come up with a, an idea? Is it something that you're gaining out of the community that you're like, that's a great content piece. I'm gonna make a video on that. Or is it something that you just have like a docket list of Google Doc that just says, hey, I'm gonna do these this year. And this is the ones I'm just gonna plug through. Yes. So the answer is yes <laughs> to both of those. So sometimes someone will ask a question. And the advantage of having a community is sometimes people ask questions that I didn't even know to ask, mm. right? So they'll say, yeah, um, I've got a problem here that I'm trying to do this thing. And for whatever reason, it's just not doing what I want to do. I'm like, okay, well, I never thought to do that but here's how I would do it. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess part of my background um, in the tech support that I did with that whole house audio video company is sometimes I'd have an installer call up and he would say, and it was usually a guy, so that's why. Anyway, he'd say, uh, yeah, I promised the homeowner <laughs> that it would do this thing but I'm looking at the manual and it doesn't do that thing. Is there any way to do this thing that right. in order to 
get paid, I have to have it do. And so I'd be like thinking, okay, I know it's not supposed to do that, but how can I make it do that? And so that's part of what I really love doing too, is saying, okay, renewed vision doesn't have this on the list of features, but if I use this one and that one, and then this other thing in an odd way, then I can make it do it. So, and sometimes they find out about it and they're like, well, that's kind of cool. We didn't even think about that. And other times they're the ones that come up with the ideas. And then I just, you know, uh, throw my spin on them. So there's all those things. When I'm at church, I had, I like pull out my phone and like, Hey, pro presenter, this thing and pro presenter, that thing, you know, and just Mm -hmm. ideas are always popping into my head related. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you're just doing you're just doing a good thing for figuring out the content that people want and the, what the things, the content that people need. And you're just you're catering to that. And that's awesome because there was a lot of questions. I mean, thousands of questions every single day in that Facebook group. It, sometimes it's insane just seeing all the all the questions. And some of them are repeat questions, but they ask in a different way for a different purpose. So that's mm-hmm. that's the, the cool thing about it. So you're gaining all that user material and then you're just generating content off of it, which is awesome. So that, that leads me to a question then, because I want to get your take on some things. I mean, you, you're a very intelligent individual, which is why I asked you to be on our podcast because you know ProPresenter in and out and you know church display systems in and out. So let me ask you this question. Do you feel that there's a drawback with us using so much technology in the church now versus when it was maybe 20, 30 years ago? Well, so when we hear the word technology, we think electronics, but technology is just invention. So just because that we've decided to use this branch of ingenuity does not make it more or less holy, right? Mm. There was technology that the Apostle Paul used to spread the gospel in the first century. Roman roads, that was something that was just unseen before it was Mm -hmm. basically glorified paths. You know, if you wanted to go from city one to city two, you're basically hiking in the middle of the woods. That's basically what they had back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the Romans just solved that problem because, you know, in the middle of the woods, halfway between cities, that's where robbers would hang out. Well, So that was a piece of technology. Another piece of technology was um, the idea of a common language. We can thank Alexander the Great for that because the New Testament was written in common Greek, Koine Greek. And so someone in um, the Israel-Judah region could write something that someone in the Roman empire, anywhere in the Roman empire could read. And so had Jesus come, I don't know, two or 300 years earlier, that wouldn't necessarily have been the case. So that was a big deal that there was this common language that people could uh, read and talk about Uh, the fact that they were able to get, the forerunner of uh, paper, papyrus. And that was a lot cheaper than what the other uh, kind of uh, methods of writing, uh, Mm -hmm. like uh, animal skins and um, 
clay tablets that needed to be baked and such. So right. that was something else. So there's just all these different inventions that the church has always used. And for some reason, the moment that it's electronic, we go, oh, no, that's of the devil. No, it's not. It's not of the <laughs> devil. Uh, just because it's different does not mean that it is evil. The same Internet that can send out uh, directions on how to build a bomb or porn can just as easily share the gospel. So it's not the tool. It's the wickedness of the human heart that makes something bad. And so I, that's exactly what I would say is uh, you can use BoxCast, for example, to share the gospel in places where a person can't get. You know, the Great Fall, Firewall of China just blocks certain websites. Well, your church may not be big enough to be on their radar, so you can get the gospel into places where you couldn't go if you tried to show up with a truckload of Bibles, for example. Right, right. So the draw. So there's not really what you're saying is there's not really a drawback to, to using technology to further the word. Um, it's it's more about the intention behind using the the, the technology, and that technology right. is not necessarily the the evil you know behind it. It is a carrier for us to be able to use that. So and that makes sense. I mean, in in a world that has a lot of um, strenuousness when it comes to using specific things, especially in the church world, you've got a lot of people who are very, um, they have an untrusting like viewpoint of a lot of things technology based. And within that, you know, if we're going to use technology to, to spread the word or to present our church as being a community within a community, right. Being the community for people in a community, helping, hurting and needing and lost, then there's an aspect of having to use technology to do so as the vehicle for that. So let me ask you a question though, that kind of spans into that idea of um, like paid versus unpaid. Like there's a lot of people in our church world, a lot of people in the church world who are more of the mindset that, why pay for something when I can use the free version? So like in, in the pro presenter aspect, you know, a pro presenter is not a cheap program. I mean, I think we know that, especially with a recurring yearly subscription for their support and getting updates. There's no, it's not a cheap program, but it is the premier program for what you want to do in a church presentation you know, setting. So can you give me your thoughts, you know, briefly about what you would think as some kind of guidance you would give to users on why they should choose to use a paid service um, versus a free service when it comes to church presentation? Yeah, so um, there are alternatives out there. Um, probably the most common presentation software used in churches is PowerPoint. That's mm -hmm. because everyone has it, everyone has used it, etc. Maybe Google Slides and Keynote are up there as well. But I've used PowerPoint. Um, I used to carry around a USB drive in my pocket with the entirety of our church uh, song library on it. So oh, yes. When mm -hmm. needed it, you know, you never knew, you know, I might be on a retreat and the, the worship leader would say, hey, uh, yeah, we haven't sung this song in like, I don't know, 
a couple of years, but it really feels like we should sing this song. And I'd be like, okay, I got my thumb drive. And <laughs> so um, that's what we would do. Well, PowerPoint is okay for business presentations. I'm, I've before what I did paid enough to where I could do it full time. I did a lot of freelance AV work. And so I'd show up and there would be a, a literal brain surgeon, you know, someone who actually operated on brains who would come in and go, here's my presentation. And mm -hmm. uh, I really don't understand any of this stuff. And I'm like, and I don't understand brain surgery. So mm -hmm. it, it's good that you're good at brain surgery and I am good at tech because we need both of us. So, mm -hmm. um, and so I've seen thousands of business presentations and they could all be more effective. Um, a few years ago, there was a, a local company that does like uh, technology for farming and all. And they had a big symposium and they literally, I've used this word a lot. Uh, they, they literally, every single breakout classroom would have uh, three to four people and a bunch of hardware to do what ProPresenter could easily do. And I talked to one of their uh, tech guys and I'm like, um, have you ever heard of ProPresenter? Because you're renting a video switcher just so that you can switch between um, media player on Windows and a slide presentation. That mm -hmm. a simple thing that that would be a space bar press. Um, <laughs> right. and he was like, yeah, we've heard of it, but uh, we don't have anyone that could do the training on it. I'm like, right here, right. You're pointing at yourself. You're like, I can yeah. do it, buddy. I got you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and so it's things like that where I think churches are wasting money. They're wasting personnel to do exactly the same things that a higher right. end piece of software is. Uh, so let me give you this perfect example. You have a certain number of volunteers and you're saying, hey, to pull off church, we need so many hours of your time every week. Guess what? They can't get those hours back. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying by being a good steward and i'm using that in quotes on purpose good steward <laughs> is that their time is more expendable than a certain amount of money in most businesses the most expensive line item is how much you pay people and you've got people that are volunteering that amount of time so you've got 30,000, 50,000, $100,000 a year people that that's what they make in their regular jobs and they're volunteering their time that they're taking away from their friends, their family, uh, other things that they could do. And you're balking at paying $400 for a single seat of pro present. I know. I know it doesn't make sense, man. It really, it really almost doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, and, and to your point with that, you know, the church always talks about being good stewards of, of time and money. And a lot of times 
no pun intended there. A lot of times we're not, you know, we, we are, our intentions are good. Our intentions mm-hmm. are good. Our heartfelt intentions behind some of those things are good, but really it's about choosing the thing that's going to work the best. That's going to be the best. and It's going to be the easiest to use um, in that respect. And I think that's where you come in really, really well, heavily handed here is that you've done all the work, you know, all the features you even, I mean, you have conversations with pro presenter, you know, renew vision all the time. Yeah. I know, I know you talk with them regularly about not only about the community group that you've built, but also like user feedback and how things should work and what their, their ideas are, why, you, you know, what new future, future, future releases are coming out in like 7.18, you know, that, that's, you know, slated for March of next year. Right. So like the, the whole aspect for churches to be in the mindset of paying for something. I think that's, that's the baffling part for churches is that they see a dollar amount and they feel like that that's not a good stewardship. Um, and then quite frankly, and I, and I'm, I'm going to hate to say this, I'm probably going to get flack from it from my wife at some point, but the church is cheap. And that's, that's the idea. Like the church is cheap and we have to really stop thinking about terms of aspects of, of how much this is going to cost and more terms of aspects of how the church is going to benefit and become that, that community that the church needs to be within their, you know, their hometown or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where you're helping out with, with what church text you is you're actually beginning to bring people together in that you're actually taking that major step to help close the gap on the knowledge base differentials that are, that are really being built out with something so complex as pro presenter you know, in that regard. So let me ask you this question and all that to say this question, right? I lead into that pretty easily with, for you is like, where, where do you see, like, what is an, an effective strategy for using pro presenter or, or at, at any point, any type of church display presentation software, like to the fullest between for a small and a medium sized church, like what, what, if, what kind of advice or strategy could you give to say, you know, that youth pastor or that senior pastor, or maybe it's even, you know, Sister Clara, who's literally just helping out on Sunday mornings, better understand what strategy could you help them have to making, you know, making that uh, that effective jump to being more fully encapsulated and using it effectively. Yeah, so I think that um, one thing is, here's kind of the the idea behind church tech you is i hate duplicating effort i i just mm. i i just don't see any point of someone trying to do something similar to what i've done and and here's what i mean is there is no reason why you can't hop into pro presenter and spend hours and hours every week to get up to speed, making mistakes, trying something, saying, hey, let's do this, let's do that, etc., to get to a certain base level of knowledge, and in a few years, you can get there. Or you could get there much faster by letting me take you by the hand and letting me guide you in that area. So that's kind of the thing that I'm I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, hey, let me accelerate your learning. Just like um, when you were a kid, you didn't say, nope, I'm going to figure out geometry. So (laughs) I'm going to ignore all the stuff that you could 
uh, figured out. Don't don't care. Not going to have a geometry teacher teach me geometry. I'm just going to figure it out myself. Right. Like you could. There's no reason you're. It's not that you're stupid. It's that that's a waste of time, especially yes. if you're not a mathematical genius. That's a waste of your time, and you only have a finite amount of time. No matter how much you exercise, no matter how much you eat right, no matter uh, how careful you are so you're not in an accident, still, your time is limited to about 120 years, give or take, right? Uh, average life expectancy in the 70s or 80s in uh, North America right now. So you've got a limited amount of time. Some people are passionate about this and want to learn about it. I'm one of those people. And for other things, they're passionate and want to learn about that. So, you know, can you figure all this stuff out on your own? Absolutely. But you don't need to. And when you realize that for a paltry sum of money, almost nothing, and I have churches where a volunteer will pay out of pocket to get me to train them because that will save them a bunch of time on the back end and they can be better at doing tech in their church than if they just felt around in the darkness trying to figure it out and spent hours and hours and hours to do what I can go, uh, yeah, click there. Yeah. I, I've actually had someone pay me $100 an hour for a consulting call where they go, yes, I, I'm having this problem and I get on the call and in five minutes, I'm like, click there. And yeah. they're like, I, I, I spent eight hours last week trying to figure that out. I know. Eventually, you would have figured it out. But would it have been another eight hours? And so 16 hours to figure out this thing that in five minutes I can tell you how to do. And it's not that I'm special. It's just that I have all this experience. And so we can take care of that in just a few minutes. Right, and, right. You know, save you 16 hours of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Or more. Yeah. Well, the effective strategy that I think you're you're explaining there um, is more about utilizing the the time that you have wisely. Um, you know, it, it, there's there's a there's something to be said to being a jack of all trades and a master of none, right? But you've already mastered everything, so helping helping churches become you know at least a jack of all trades, especially when it comes to specific things like pro presenter or even just church presentation. That you know, effective time usage is an important piece to that strategy. Like it, it's going to take a moment or two, yes, but once you once you fully grasp it, if you can if you could build the car faster than using just regular hand tools and use machinery to do it, then it makes sense. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. an absolute, that's an absolute benefit to learning. Um, not only the presentation software or whatever software it could be, I mean, it could be ATEM software, it could be Final Cut, it could be anything at this point, but using someone who has already taken the time to develop those knowledge and tools, that's, that's definitely a good effective strategy to it. So let me ask you this, Paul, um, has nothing to do with ProPresenter. Okay. It has more to do with your, and, and, and like, 
maybe give it like, I'll give you a timeline, like 45 seconds. Tell me what is the future of church presentation? Where, where are we headed? Well, I think we're seeing more and more churches uh, switching away from projectors um, to LED walls if they can afford it or compromising in poor ways by choosing TVs. And the reason I say that is because they're doing things like uh, going from a 120-inch projector screen to a 90-inch TV. That's a huge loss of real estate. I, I see that happening. Uh, I think that there will come a time where there will be immersive video that people will be live streaming. So you'll put on your uh, your headset. Uh, maybe it's a MetaQuest 10 or whatever will be released eventually. Or maybe it's Medi the... MetaQuest 10, I like that. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe it's the, uh, the Apple one that's supposed to release early next year. Oh, yeah. You Vision. know, yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, I got an inquiry from a company that said that they had uh, AR glasses and they look kind of rudimentary, but I, I imagine those are just going to get better and better. So I think that that will be part of it. Um, in person is always better than live streaming, but sometimes you can't be there. You know, if you're in the military, it's it would be great if you're halfway around the world to go to church quote unquote, with mm -hmm. your family. And then when they're going to lunch, you can have supper at the same time and you can discuss the stuff that uh, you all saw at church. That's something that we couldn't do before. And now we can. I think mm -hmm. that we're going to have more and more ways to connect. And of course, there will be people that misuse those ways. Sure. So just because someone misuses something doesn't mean that it's inherently evil bringing it back around to the way that it right yeah good call back talked about earlier so do you see um because i'm like i'm looking at all this crazy technology that's coming out and like i mean you referenced ar you you offer you know you definitely referenced you know going into the vr headset world which is not something i considered but like um i, I was thinking um like ai or even what i'm when i'm calling multicasting presentations so um, that would be presentations like have you've been on like a Delta Airlines flight, I'm assuming, right, where, where they have the television and everything's multicast and the TV's in front of the, uh, in, you know, in the actual seat, um, something mm -hmm. in that nature where things are being multicasted to users' phones or display units that are in somewhere in the church um, at, at one point in time. So that that's that's an interesting concept that you, you go down the, with the AR, VR kind of thing, especially mm -hmm. when you think about like the meta universe itself. Um, you know, there's a lot of churches who are actually stepping into that right now where they're creating meta spaces to have church and they're doing mm -hmm. their presentations there too. So definitely an interesting thought, but it's cool to think about that. Um, it's also a, it's also concerning too, because <laughs> like you, you said it best, you know, in person's always a better experience, but sometimes you just can't be there. And that's where Boxcast definitely steps into the play. Like we really want to bring people as part of the experience and, and help connect people you know, wherever they are, no matter what they're doing uh, and through our live streaming and, and website solutions. So it's definitely an interesting concept to tie church presentation into that whole 
meta experience that you're describing. Very, very cool concepts that you you're coming up. Maybe you should coin some of that. Maybe you need to trademark some of this stuff and get patents out. Let's go. Maybe I don't know. On, uh, I will say that one thing that I appreciate about um, Boxcast, and I've I've been using. I first used Boxcast several years ago, and recently I've been using it uh, at least weekly for my Church Tech U members. Is with the free stuff, if you have a problem, there's no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, come on. That's something that I see over and over again. And someone will say, Well, why would I pay for blah, blah, blah? Okay. You tell me, who do you reach out to on Facebook when they have decided to move fast and break things on a Sunday morning and it yep. just does not work? And other people are saying, well, this is just not working. Who do you talk to? Same thing with uh, YouTube. Who do you talk to? Where, When you are a product like you are with those services, they really don't care if a million of their people have problems. Mm-hmm. Because they've got a billion others, you know, and a billion is a thousand times a million. So keep that in mind. Um, so that's another great thing about paying for a service is if you're outside of your area of expertise, or if generally speaking, you're really good at this, but it's it's one of those like 20% of the things that you have never seen in your life. Right. Chances are the person on the other end has seen it. And that's yeah. why I can help people really quickly with ProPresenter because I'm reading all these comments in the group and I see the problem before you probably saw it. And I hear the solution before you hear it. Same thing with Boxcast. When there's something down, they can go, oh, well, there's a problem with Amazon S3 in this quadrant of the U.S. And you're like, I didn't know anything like that had anything to do with anything. And you're like, yeah, actually, it's because you're using a specific ISP that's having a problem right now. And it's not us at all. But they know that, right? So it's these things that you're kind of in addition to saving time on the back end you're also saying hey uh let me have an expert on reserve for those times when things go wrong that i can't fix and yeah they're coming eventually if you've never had that problem just wait it will come and yeah. it's great to have that person ready to go when you need it as opposed to frantically searching Absolutely. Excellent point, Paul. Well, thank you. Thank you for plugging us, man, with that. I appreciate that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad I'm glad that we have the ability to be that expert behind on the back end who, who can help out with that. Like our our teams work very hard uh, to make sure that the service and support is there, you know, even on a Sunday morning. So that's that's awesome. OK, listen, we're coming to the close of our podcast episode. You've been fantastic. Thank you for all your insights. Let me ask you just the basic of questions here. Where do we find you, Paul? Like, how do we get a hold of Church Tech U? Like, where do I go? Like, where are you in the space of this entire place that we call the world? Yep. So probably a great place if you're listening to this podcast, watching the video, whatever, uh, to go is, and I'm going to do something special just because it's uh, BoxCast. Um, 
And so I'm going to send you to churchtechu.com slash boxcast. So that's C-H-U-R-C-H-T-E-C-H-U. Just the letter U, like short for university.com slash boxcast. And there I'm going to have a special gift for you. So I'm thinking um, we've talked a lot about some of the ways to um, just engage with ProPresenter. So let's do this. Let me give you a free chapter of that book that um, I told you about, which is the ProPresenter 7 User's Guide. And you can see if that's something that will help your church. And uh, then we'll go from there. And that's the first time I've offered this anywhere. So, oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so a little exclusive right here. Yeah. So go there. I'll have that page up and running. And uh, you can download that, see if it's something that can help you. And then we'll go from there. Fantastic. We'll have the link uh, down in the description below. That's churchtechu.com slash boxcast. Paul, thank you so much for that. That's an awesome gift. It's completely unexpected, man. Thank you for helping users out with not only the boxcast side stuff, but definitely with getting familiar with, with ProPresenter. Of course, there you can always find uh, Paul, who is managing multiple groups on Facebook, but the primary one is the official ProPresenter community users forum. Um, and he's there and we'll put a link again in the description for you as well. He's there managing all that. And again, thousands of posts every day. So Paul, again, I am just flabbergasted at the wealth of knowledge you have and, and all of the information you've provided us. I want to thank you again for jumping onto the podcast episode with me. And hopefully we can see you again in 2024 when you've breached that 200 marker on your video for, for ProPresenter 7. I would love to bring you back in and talk more with you if you're cool with that. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, probably early, uh, yeah, January or February is probably when that will happen. So excited Fantastic. about that. Cool, man. Well, we're going to be celebrating with you on the back end. So, but thanks again, Paul, for joining me today. Listen, if you're a BoxCast user, and even if you're not a BoxCast user, BoxCast wants to help you. So again, Paul is giving you this amazing little, little, little snippy deal, which is awesome of helping you learn a pro presenter, but BoxCast wants to help you as well. Go to BoxCast.com. Take a look at what we have to offer. We have so many really cool features and all these really cool products that we brought out between our BoxCaster Pro and our BoxCasters. And then of course we've released Sites. If you're not familiar with our sites, Sites is an awesome tool where we help you custom build a website for your church. We all know that the church website is the front door to our community. That's how people. So if you don't have a church website or maybe your church website's a little, eh, a little iffy, jump on over to boxcast.com. Take a look at how we can help you out with that today. Again, this has been the Boxcast podcast. I'm so absolutely thrilled that you come to join us. Look forward to some new content coming out in the new year. We're going to take a break after this this episode airs. We'll be out for a couple of months. we got some really cool things in our story for, for you next year. So again, I'm Gary, Community Manager Boxcast. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I always want to say an end with happy streaming. <laughs>